Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneur Risk Givers Podcast. The podcast where we interview entrepreneurs who are willing not only to take risks for themselves and their businesses, but who are also willing to risk helping others. Now sit back and listen to entrepreneurs just like you who are giving back to their communities in big ways. Here's your host, Mike Wiest. Hey, this is Mike Wiest and welcome to Challenge Week. This is the final Challenge Week of the Entrepreneurial Risk Giver Season 1. So welcome to the final Challenge Week of Season 1. You've made it this far. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, being a risky giver, and for listening to all these episodes. I hope that the interviews and challenges have been encouraging and especially motivating for all of you like they have been for me. I hope that the retreat weeks have been encouraging to you as well. I hope you have taken a moment just to sort of relax and take care of yourselves as well because there's always this balance of taking care of others and taking care of ourselves. And I guess I guess we don't maybe always do either of those very well. We may focus on ourselves a lot. And that's sort of the purpose or the point of this podcast is to think outside of ourselves and how we can make an impact helping others in our community. But even as we think about ourselves, we don't always take care of ourselves. And that is sort of what the retreat weeks have been about. But this week, I want to do something a little different. We're going to give the challenge to the community like we always do every, once a month. But I also want to take just a second and talk about my motivations for doing this podcast in the first place. If you go all the way back to the first month that we did this, you'll notice we just sort of jumped right into to the podcast, to the interviews and the challenges. And I didn't really take any time to mention like what my motivation was for starting this podcast or what our goals were, anything like that. I mean, I, I talked a little bit on social media about that, but we didn't really cover that in the episodes. And so I want to take a moment before I throw out this challenge just to talk about why we're doing this in the first place. What made me think of starting this thing in the first place? And it really it comes back to my background in, as you would guess, if you don't already know, my background in working with nonprofits and volunteerism. It was only maybe seven years ago or so that I helped create a food pantry here in the city where I live, which is Murray, Utah, right outside of Salt Lake, really a part of Salt Lake City. People were coming, I was working as a minister at the time, and people were coming to the church door frequently, multiple times a week. I would have people come to the church's door, they knock on the door, and they would ask me for food, or they would ask me for rent, or they'd ask me for bus fare to the next state because they wanted to get out of out of Salt Lake. <laughs> but they would come and they would ask me for all these things. And it was always just devastating for me because I didn't have anything to give them. Uh, I mean, I, I sure wasn't making very much money as a, as a minister. Maybe I could occasionally help someone with a meal or, or purchase them a meal out or or maybe with a bus fare if it wasn't too much. But there, there really, I didn't have a lot of means to help people. But they would come to the door and they would, every week, multiple people, they would ask, and I, I know they needed it. I mean, some people some people were scamming, they, they do that. But a lot of people just, just sincerely needed help and they didn't know where to turn. And unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of really great answers for them. And every single time I turned someone away, without being able to help them. It, it hurt them, of course. It, it probably hurt my reputation with them to, to say no. 
but it also hurt me. It hurt me pretty deeply to say, you know, these people are in need and I just don't have any way to help them. And I don't even know where to point them to. At that time, I didn't even know where to point them to. And see, you could already see why a, a podcast like this where uh, that interviews entrepreneurs that are helping people in the community in so many different ways. I'm not boxed into thinking about helping people in one specific way because people have a lot of different needs. And so the idea of knowing none of us can provide all of anyone's needs, but maybe we can do one thing that will help someone in the community. And so the idea behind this podcast was to get as many ideas from as many people as I possibly could who are helping their communities. So we know where to point people. I, you know, if someone needs food, I can say, you know what, there's a there's a food bank right here in Murray. If somebody needs bus fare, I can say, here's the number to call for that. If somebody needs some kind of life coaching or some kind of like strategic management of their financial resources or whatever, whatever it is, then I can say, you know what, I don't do that personally, but here's a number for that. Here is a website for that. These people. That's all they do. And so the idea behind this, this podcast was to start gathering those resources in one place so we all can start, start know where to point people when we find people with that kind of a need. Now, the other point of this podcast is to get people like yourselves motivated to helping others in the community. To Again, to get ourselves thinking outside of just ourselves, but how we can benefit others. And again, that doesn't mean helping people in a way that we don't know how to help. It doesn't mean uh, one person I interviewed builds homes and that's what they do for Habitat for Humanity. Now, I don't build homes. <laughs> and so if somebody comes to me and says, could you help me build a home? I'm not going to be able to say yes to that. But I can point them in the direction of something like Habitat for Humanity or, or other resources. And so what it is and what I've wanted to encourage and motivate people to do is Find the way that you can help someone in your community or that you can help groups of people in your community and focus on that thing, that talent or that ability that you do have to give resources to help others. Because the more of us that are helping in ways that, that we have expertise, the more our communities are going to benefit from that. Now, like I said, uh, I, I was a minister for a long time, and I did help start that a food bank in in uh, a food pantry in Murray, Utah. And that pantry, it, it, it's amazing to see what can happen with just small steps and actions. Because I would have never figured that what we were starting that day, and I'm just guessing to say it was maybe seven years ago. I, I've lost track of the time of when we started that pantry. But when we started that, we didn't. We weren't even technically starting a pantry. We were literally receiving food from someone that had too much food, and we were just putting out calls to people to say, "Hey, if you need food, we have a lot of it here. Come and grab, tell your neighbors." And and what ended up happening is we ended up realizing there was this huge need in our community for people who just were food insecure, and so we were giving away hundreds of pounds of of food on a pretty weekly basis. And so that that, was, that wasn't a food pantry. We just had food we were giving away, but that got us thinking about, you know what, what, what can we do? What do we think the chances of partnering up with maybe the Food Bank of Utah to create an actual food pantry here in Murray? And so we pursued that. And we kind of thought at the time, like, well, they probably don't need us. They probably have plenty of partner agencies, but we kind of just took one step after another. And what happened was, 
we ended up making that partnership with the Food Bank of Utah and becoming a partner agency in that way. And again, you know, seven years later, uh, so many people have been fed. When it started out, not a lot of people knew. And so the first month, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, it grew like literally every week. We had um, that first month, I think we hit 500 people through the food pantry at that time. By the end of that year, we were feeding thousands of people a month. And, and I don't, I've not even looked over the last couple of years to see where the pantry's at, but I know over a million people, and that's a, that's a literal number, over a million people have been fed through that food pantry because we had an idea that, you know what, people need food and maybe we can partner up with an agency that does that to help become a location to distribute that food and make sure people get fed. Now, a lot of people have been blessed with that, and I should say, I've not even personally been a part of that food pantry for a couple of years, uh, because what's amazing is, even though it was uh, me and really a couple other people involved in getting that started, and, and then the church that I was a part of really getting underneath that and providing this support and framework for it that made that happen, I haven't even been a part of it for a couple of years, because what happens is you have a dream and you get something started, and other people begin to see that vision, and other people begin to say, you know what, I could help by handing out food. That's something I could do. And so now if you go there today, the people who, and, and I can say this, the people who started it, uh, none of us are there anymore. And uh, it has now been taken on by the, the people who are volunteering well after we started the pantry there. And so it's, it's amazing to see what can happen when people begin to work together to serve in their communities in really just even small manageable ways, what those small dreams can turn into and how they can impact people. Again, seeing over a million people fed by this idea that and the steps that were taken like seven years ago, none of us would have really thought that probably would have happened. We have a new facility that houses it. And it's just amazing what has happened as a result of that. But again, the reason that I'm saying this all right now isn't to say, hey, look at this pantry that we created. It's just to say, Let's focus on what you can do, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. What small thing can you do to be an impact and make an impact in the community where you are? What small manageable steps can you take to make an impact? And then I wonder what might grow from those small steps. And as you partner up with friends who have a similar passion, I wonder what can happen when you partner up and take those small steps with other people. I wonder how many people in your communities can be impacted in a positive way. And so I guess my challenge for this week is to just take small steps. And usually each month I give you a very specific goal and a very specific task to accomplish over that month. This month I'm gonna leave it really open-ended. I want you to think about your talents. Think about the things that you enjoy doing and ask yourself, can you connect that thing that you enjoy doing to a need in the community? And it doesn't matter what it is. Is it art? Do you do art? Is it giving away food? Is it cooking food? Is it, is it, for, for me, you know, it's all always about food. <laughs> but what is it for you? What's the thing you're passionate that you can do? And maybe it doesn't even seem like a huge thing, but, but it's something that someone in the community could use. Is there a small thing that you could start taking steps towards today? And maybe even with some friends to start taking steps for today that could end up impacting your community tomorrow. I just want you, the challenge this month is to start brainstorming about what small thing you can do that could impact somebody in your community tomorrow. All right, do that with me this month as we wrap up this first season of the Entrepreneur Risk Giver podcast. 
All you risky givers out there, hey, let me know what you've thought about this first season because we've got to decide if there's going to be a second season. Okay, we're wrapping up season one. That doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a season two. And so if you've liked what you've heard, if it's been encouraging for you, these interviews or the challenges or the retreat weeks, whatever has been encouraging you, let us know not just that you liked it, but like specifically which part of this was helpful to you. Because if if we do a season two, we want to make sure we're really highlighting the things that have been helpful to everyone that are that has been listening. All right. Thank you so much for being a contributor, for being a listener to this show and this podcast. Feel free, even though the season's over, there are a lot of people out there that haven't listened to these 20 plus episodes that could be encouraged and motivated. So be sharing these episodes with your friends. And again, let us know what's been good for you as you've listened. And don't forget to brainstorm about how you can make an impact in your communities today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and join the conversation on social media at Risky Givers. Also, check out our website, riskygivers.com. This has been the Entrepreneur Risk Givers Podcast with your host, Mike Wiest. Hope to see you next time.